Dear brothers, as some of you know, I am by trade a physical therapist and strength coach. So I own Taylor Sports Performance, and we basically focus on helping our clients get jacked and tan and recovering from their injuries. So I have a little bit of experience in this field, and one of the things that I have learned, or excuse me, one of the truths that I have learned that I want to share with you guys is probably one of the most important things to do when we're dealing with injuries specifically. So all of you have had some kind of injury. You've rolled an ankle, you've pulled a muscle in your back, you've hurt your shoulder trying to throw a ball with your kids, the list goes on. And all of you have some way that you like to handle it. I've got people that love their meds, Tylenols, Advils. There are some people like my godfather who just doesn't care at all and he'll just keep trucking along even though his back's killing him. Some of you are calling your doctors ASAP. Some of you go see your chiropractor immediately. Some of you have to go get a massage or whatever. All of you have something that you do. So I'm going to give you what I have found to be the golden rule of handling an injury that works on pretty much 99% of all the injuries that you're going to face. There are exceptions to this rule that I'm going to give you, but as a whole, if you do this specifically, everything else will take care of itself. I'm gonna use myself as an example to illustrate the golden rule I'm gonna tell you in a little bit. So I recently had a back injury. I've had them in the past, it's not abnormal for me. But what I mean by little is that I couldn't bend over more than 10 or 20 degrees without my back seizing on me. Severe spasms, like putting me to my knees type discomfort. I couldn't put on my boxers, I couldn't put on my socks, I couldn't pick up my dog's crap. I couldn't get on the toilet in the morning for my own constitution. Super painful, really uncomfortable, unpredictable. I would just be sitting there and like shift and it would spasm, it would just grab me. All of you or many of you may be listening to this have had something like that happen to you. So the question becomes, what did I do when this happened? Well, I went to the gym. And most of you are thinking, you went to the gym, jackass? Like no Tylenol, no meds, no nothing. Like you didn't, you, you just went to the gym and you couldn't bend over. What do you mean you went to the gym? So here's what I mean. I had a lift scheduled that day, big deadlift day. And obviously I couldn't go and do my deadlift, but maybe I could do some modifications or try some other things out. The most important thing was, is that I had to move. So I go in, I did some body weight squats, leg extensions felt okay, I did some anti-rotation work, and a couple other little small things. Bending was still tough. Some of those motions were still a little bothersome, but nothing that was putting me to my knees, and certainly nothing that was, you know, going above like a three or four out of 10 pain. I just wanted to get my body moving and get a little bit of warmth and see if that would help without my back seizing uncontrollably. So I finished up after 45 minutes and I felt better. Went to bed that night, a little bit less discomfort than the night before. And I woke up the next morning feeling maybe 20, 25% better than I did. But it was still there, still had some pain. The spasms were still kind of unpredictable, but like a little bit less. And more importantly, the exercises and stuff I did didn't make it any worse. So the next day I did the same thing. Went to the gym again, was able to load up a little bit more weight, certainly not to my normal standard, but I was able to do some gentle pressing. Um, overhead didn't feel great, so I avoided that. Um, 
but I was still able to do a fair amount of exercises, especially machines, without feeling that my, like my back was gonna seize or that it hurt. So again, I finished up, felt better. I was even able to take our dogs for a walk pretty comfortably that day and pick up their poop without wanting to like be stuck there for the next 20 minutes. So go to bed, feels kind of stiff, wake up and again, like 15 to 20% better than it was. And all I've done for a couple of days in a row is go to the gym and do as much as I could. I rinsed and repeated this for the next four or five days. And within about a week, I was pretty much back to 100%. And not just back to 100%, I was deadlifting and back squatting really heavy within a week of literally having these kind of spasms. And so how is that really possible? Something I wanna say here is that I have a million other examples like that people with tennis elbow, people that have rolled their ankles, people that have had severe hamstring strains, people with rotator cuff tears. I could go down an entire list of people that have had severe or difficult injuries. They've had pain in some capacity, and within a certain period of time, not always a week, but it might be a week, it might be a couple of months, depends on what it is, they're back to pretty much normal. And in that entire expanse of time, they never stopped moving or exercising. So what's that all about? Well, this leads me to my golden rule of handling injuries. And it looks just like this. Do as much as you can without pissing off symptoms. Do as much as you can without pissing off symptoms. I know that sounds really simple and there's no way that can be true. And I know that I need all these other things. Guys, I'm telling you, the number one thing you have to do is move as much as you can with the exception of very few things like you just had a surgery and you literally can't move that limb or whatever for six weeks. But you can do other things. We're just not gonna use that limb. But other than that, this rule pretty much always wins. And I'll explain to you why. Or I'll explain a couple of reasons why. Number one, when you move, your body is getting warmth. Your joints are moving. Your muscles are pumping. So if there is inflammation present, you're actually helping get rid of some of that, okay? So much like you guys who have gotten in a hot tub or use a heating pad, when our bodies are moving and things are getting warm, we just tend to feel better, okay? So the next thing, which is the most important thing, think of your brain like an ADT system. So. The ADT system's job is to protect your home. So if the door opens and a burglar comes in, the alarm goes off. So that's kind of what our pain system is. It's this ADT system that's trying to figure out what's safe and what's not. Well, when we have an injury and the body is experiencing pain, the brain gets a little bit hypervigilant. It gets really sensitive. So for all of you that have touched a hot stove in your life, most of you don't just walk up to a stove and touch it. You're kind of like, ooh, I don't, know if, I don't know if I should do that because you've burnt yourself in the past. That's your brain keeping you safe. When we have an injury, sometimes that keeping us safe part can get a little bit excessive, a little bit overgrown. And so we become really sensitive to the pains and issues that we have. We're too hypervigilant. And so what we want to do is by moving, by exercising, by doing as much as we can, we're basically teaching our brain that it is safe to move. 
I cannot explain to you guys how important that is. Because most people, they're like, oh, I don't want to bend over. Just like I did with my back. I was like, oh, I'm not really sure if I should bend right now. And then I would bend and I was like, hey, that was okay. That wasn't bad. Let me repeat this. All that I've done is I've taught myself to be less fearful of that motion. And I'm also still loading those tissues, making sure they're not getting any weaker. I'm also making sure they're getting warmth. All of those things are happening quickly. So I know that that's almost like a, oh, so you're telling me my pain is in my head kind of thing? Well, yeah, pain is in your head because that's where it gets interpreted. So it doesn't mean that your pain isn't real. No, 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 no. Pain is always very real. Let me tell you, when my back was spasming, that was pain, that sucked, it was very real. But it doesn't mean that that pain is caused by something really sinister, that something terrible is going on in my back that I need to have surgery on right now. There are very few red flag symptoms that exist in the world. And I'll, I'll talk about that on another podcast about like red flag things that we need to look at. But as a general statement, if you have a little bit of pain because of whatever it ends up being, moving is always the most important thing. Most people, when they have injuries, they avoid moving at like all costs. Or if anything causes them more than like zero out of 10 pain, they're like, oh, no, 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 I can't. Pain of any variety is bad. Get rid of that notion in your head. You can't just rest most things away. Your brain has to learn that it is safe to move. So although rest can be helpful, moving is what allows the brain to chill out, figure things out, and not be so apprehensive with all your movements. I know that that's a simplified version of physiology and even neurology for that matter, but I wanna make sure you guys all understand that this is the most important thing you can do is just keep swimming, as good old Doria would say. With few exceptions, doing some kind of movement with your injury is far better than just resting it. Adjust the weight. Shorten your range of motion. Pick a different variation of an exercise, just like I did. Instead of a deadlift and a back squat, I did leg extensions and body weight squats. Just do something that is different that's not making your symptoms spike, but you're still moving. Which brings me to the pissing off symptoms part. If you are doing something and your symptoms spike, six, seven, eight out of 10 pain, that's too much, right? There's a little bit of a Goldilocks here. I don't want zero out of 10 pain, but I also don't want five, six, seven out of 10 pain. You wanna make sure that anything you do is still keeping you at kind of, even if you have some pain, three, four, even sometimes five out of 10 pain, that's okay as long as also the next day you're not noticing it spike even higher. So do as much as you can without pissing off symptoms. Back to our golden rule. I have seen athletes who like me have had like some kind of weird back flare up and the next week go and PR their deadlift and back squat and bench press at a powerlifting meet. From being able to not get out of bed to literally getting personal records on their lifts. I have had God knows how many 60 to 65 year old tennis players who have some kind of shoulder thing flare up out of nowhere. And just within a few days, they're back to playing high level tennis and their shoulder feels pretty much back to normal. And this doesn't have anything to do with me having like some kind of voodoo, magic, fairy dust shit that I sprinkle on these people and they get better. It's not from massaging them and moving their arms and all that crap. Not that that stuff is useless, but it's because we focused on them doing as much as they could, realizing that their pain is not necessarily sinister and they don't have some crazy problem that requires surgery tomorrow and creating confidence in the fact that they can do more than they think even when they're in some pretty substantial amounts 
of pain. A lot of my clients I've never even met and yet they're getting out of pain just by doing as much as they can without their symptoms being smoked, okay? I know that sounds crazy and simple, but it's the truth. That's gonna cover most of your injuries. Hurt your elbow playing golf? Do as much as you can without pissing off symptoms. You hurt your back shoveling. Do as much as you can without pissing off symptoms. You rolled your ankle on the basketball court trying to keep up with the young pups. Do as much as you can without pissing off the symptoms of your ankle. I obviously know that there are specific exercises and protocols and things that you can do that'll specifically impact your situation. And if you need help with that, please send me a message on socials or shoot me an email and I can help you with those things. But the moral of the story, just keep moving and do as much as you can without pissing off your symptoms. As always, God bless, be strong. Let's keep moving forward, fellas.